0: What's up, guys? Rachel Lindsay here, and I am teaming up with your favorite Ringer podcasters to deliver the Bravo drama and news that you've been craving on Morally Corrupt. It's the show about all things Bravo, from the housewives to summer house and everything in between. We'll be mentioning it all every week. Check it out on Spotify and TheRinger.com.
1: This episode of The Town is brought to you by FX's Feud. Capote versus the Swans. The second installment in Ryan Murphy's Feud Anthology tells the story of acclaimed writer Truman Capote, once a confidant to society's most elite women, whom he nicknamed the Swans. Starring Naomi Watts, Diane Lane, Chloe Sevigny, Calista Flockhart, Demi Moore, Molly Ringwald, and Tom Hollander. For your Emmy consideration, visit fxnetworks.com fyc.
2: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube.
1: All right, it is Wednesday, June 1st. We are coming to you a little bit later than usual because we wanted to wait for the verdict in the Johnny Depp-Amber Heard defamation trial. We have now seen that verdict. For those of you who missed it, it was a pretty compelling victory for Johnny Depp. The jury awarded him $10 million in compensatory damages for what it said were three false statements in Amber Heard's op-ed in the Washington Post about him, referring to herself as a survivor of domestic violence. They also awarded $5 million in punitive damages for that state, those statements. And the judge citing Virginia law reduced that award to $350,000. So the ultimate award for Johnny Depp was 10.35 million. Amber Heard did win on one count. The jury found that one statement that was made by Depp's lawyer to the Daily Mail was false and uh, did occur with actual malice, which was the standard. So she was awarded $2 million in compensatory damages, zero in punitive damages. So overall, an $8.35 million verdict win for uh, Johnny Depp. It's a pretty significant moment. I think a lot of people were surprised by the dollar amounts involved. I certainly was. I thought maybe the jury would find for depth that it was defamatory, but I didn't think that the jury would award these kinds of damages. Um, A lot of people have also said that this is an interesting moment for the Me Too movement because perhaps this is a message this this jury is sending that uh, some of these allegations made against men in these cases might be might be defamatory. And one of the takeaways we're already seeing is the impact of this stuff on the Me Too movement. If you look at Amber Heard's statement after the jury verdict, she said, this is a setback. I'm quoting here. It sets back the clock to a time when a woman who spoke up and spoke out could be publicly shamed and humiliated. It sets back the idea that violence against women is to be taken seriously. And I think that's something that was always hovering over this case, but this case also existed kind of outside the Me Too movement for some reason. She was vilified so much on social media for bringing this claim. There were the Johnny Depp defenders that were so vitriolic online and in social media spaces, TikTok, especially YouTube. Um, it really did become part of the narrative of this story and of this trial. Um, and if you look at Johnny Depp's statement, he really talks about the fact that people have... Stood by him through this entire trial. He said, from the very beginning, the goal of bringing this case was to reveal the truth, regardless of the outcome. Speaking the truth was something that I owed to my children and to all of those who have remained steadfast in their support of me. I feel at peace knowing I have finally accomplished that. So he's really sending a message to all the fans who have supported him. And it really was an overwhelming amount of support throughout this trial. So to get into the verdict and to get into what it all means, uh, I wanted to have back Eric Gardner from Puck, who's been following this case for years. He's really an expert on this, on this whole saga. So we're going to get into it with him. I'm Matt Bellany, and this is The Town. All right. We are here with Eric Gardner of Puck. Eric has been following this dispute for literally years back to the divorce days and the initial dispute in the UK. So I've got to go to him first on what he thinks of this verdict. Eric, your initial reaction
0: well i think that you know we have to see today as a very good day for for johnny depp i mean his strategy worked he he brought in the case out into a referendum of of uh her credibility um you know she he, he hit it hard you know many times during Throughout the trial, you know, she said she donated divorce mon- money to charity. She didn't. She said she heard that, that you know, Kate Moss, she had brought Kate Moss down the stairs. That's not, not what she said. You know, it looks like she leaked to TMZ. And she says she's been abused all these years, but where are the photographs? I mean, so, you know, that took a toll. And obviously, he, he came out ahead. Now, I do think it's pretty interesting that, that she also prevailed in one of her claims, too. And you don't really see that that often i mean it was so diametrically opposed that it was hard to believe that they could both come come away as winners here on claims yet that's what happens um she doesn't take home nearly as much money as uh he did and his punitive damage award was, was trimmed a little bit by the judge but it's still you know an eight million dollar difference so that's that's a you know interesting uh, wrinkle
1: yeah i mean the you know, we all thought this would be a he said, she said, where the jury either believes one side or believes the other. And it turns out that they kind of believed at least parts of both. I mean, there were three specific statements that Depp was suing over from the Washington Post op-ed. And there were three separate statements that Heard was counter suing over that Adam Waldman, Johnny Depp's lawyer made, and they were attributed to Depp. And Depp went three for three, but she went one for three. So it's it's almost like we believe him more, but we're going to throw you this bone. And yeah, that was probably defamatory too. Um, I want to talk a little bit about this legal strategy here because you and I have said this from the beginning that this trial became a circus because Depp's lawyers wanted it to become a circus. They wanted this to become a referendum on whether Amber Heard is a good person or Or not, And a lot of this ridiculous stuff like who, whether or not she pooped in the bed or whether she was caught on tape saying that she had beat him, uh, who cut whose finger off with a bottle throwing it at them. All of that stuff was arguably outside the scope of whether these particular statements were defamatory or not, but they were allowed in. And I think this probably had a big impact on the jury. Do you agree?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've heard a lot of people in the legal community kind of criticize the judge for for you know allowing all all, all this sort of stuff. But that's you know neither he, here or there right at the, at this moment. I think you know you know what it is is that he told a very broad story about her, and you're right, he created kind of like this circus atmosphere, and and the fact that that it lasted weeks and weeks and weeks, and it built up. So many people were paying attention. I even heard you know comment, Kate commentator said that that this case is now the the number one most followed case in american history beating oj simpson
1: well it's a different era yeah that's what that's what we're dealing with here this is really the first major celebrity trial of the social media era, era and specifically the tiktok era and you know this whole admonition the judge was giving to the jury, not to do any outside research. I mean, that is virtually impossible in this day and age. If you want to look at pictures of your kids, if you want to know what's going on in your community, if you want to look at funny videos before you go to bed at night, you can't do that without coming across Amber Heard Johnny Depp, information. And much of it was misinformation. The entire ecosystem around this trial were people trying to capture the algorithm and take advantage of the interest. And there are people, there are YouTubers that pivoted to just creating anti-amber Heard content. There are TikTokers that were just going all in on the anti-amber herd stuff. She became absolutely the villain of this. And I just find it so hard to believe that the jury was able to avoid that stuff.
0: I guarantee you that right now there are lawyers on Amber Heard's side who are trying to get to the jury to question them. Did you hear anything outside of the jury room? I know you were supposed to have been, you know, not paying attention to any of that, but did any of that leak Um, and, you know, if so, they will make a motion to set aside this verdict. Um I think that that these jurors have a very interesting story to tell. I think they're going to be very much in demand when it comes to interviews about like what exactly went on in this jury room. Like how is it possible that for six weeks you you didn't hear a single thing about this case? How is it possible that you came to such a conclusion where you found that that both that there were liars on both sides? I mean, like they must have an, an absolutely amazing story to tell.
1: And they're free to tell it. There's nothing to prevent these jurors from getting paid to tell their story or, you know, doing sit down interviews with media outlets or, you know, selling their life rights to Ryan Murphy or FX to do a a, a show based on their experiences.
0: In an interesting decision that came out like right before they started deliberating, the judge decided to seal their names for one year. So it's it's completely up to them whether they want to come forward or not the media is not going to be able to, you know, like call them up. Uh, maybe, maybe they will be stalked going out in the courtroom, but, but hey, even so, uh, you know, I, I expect that we're going to hear a lot more about, about, you know, what exactly happened and, and how it is they came to these conclusions. And uh, I think that will be very important because there are a lot of people who are kind of blowing this case up to, you know, be, you know, quite meaningful about, you know, the future of me too. And, and all that. And I think people are going to want to know, you know, what, it, how it is that that these jurors came to their conclusions, and what that signifies about,
1: uh, you know,
0: various social
1: phenomena. I agree, and we should discuss that a little because I think there's a lot of opinions on whether this case did become a referendum on the Me Too movement. And Amber Heard, in her statement that she put out directly addresses that and says, this makes it harder for women to come forward and say, yes, I was a victim of domestic abuse. It makes it harder for people to speak their mind on topics like this. And I I don't think it's for us to decide what the ultimate opinion is going to be and the impact of this case on the culture. But I think it's pretty safe to say that this is a repudiation of a lot of the advances that have been made over the past five, six years. Absolutely. And my prediction actually is this, this is going to be more meaningful for
0: men who are accused of uh, sexual assault and, and domestic uh, assault than Johnny Depp himself. I still question whether or not, you know, Johnny Depp's reputation is going to be savage enough where he's going to suddenly become like, you know, a star in Hollywood again. But I definitely do think that for men out there who are accused, they're going to be able to point to this and say, look, there was something there where the jury found that there was a liar, you know, and I think that's important. Very, very important.
1: So there were a lot of witnesses, not just Depp and Heard in this trial. And given the specifics of the damages and all the stuff that was said about the impact on their careers and their ability to work again, do you think there were any specific witnesses that were particularly impactful on the jury?
0: You know, I, I think the jury is going to have to answer that. I, it's hard for me to you know say like which uh, which witnesses were impactful because that really makes me have to read minds. I do think that, that Johnny Depp himself did a good presentation about, about, you know, who he was and how this impacted him probably definitely helped him to have, you know, everything from a TMZ reporter come forward to, you know, his former girlfriend come forward to say that, you know, she wasn't thrown down the stairs by, by him. Um, You know, I think cumulatively, it all helped. You know the fact that the police came and they didn't see, and uh, you know any like huge bruises and everything like that. That that was a point in his favor. I don't know if there, if there was any particular witness that tipped the scale here, but uh, I, I definitely think that his side outlawed her side overwhelmingly throughout this trial i mean like you know her, her her lawyers can hardly get a question out edgewise before you know without there being objections raised um meanwhile you know she you know her lawyers kind of just steamrolled a lot of her and
1: her witnesses yeah camille vasquez the dep attorney that interrogated and did the cross-examination of amber heard i thought that was particularly effective i mean the disdain that that lawyer showed for heard, the ability to question her entire demeanor and raise questions about whether she was ever telling the truth and whether she even donated the money that she got in her settlement to charity, as she said she would, all these things that are outside the scope of this specific defamation trial, but created this aura around Amber Heard that she was the villain here, not Johnny Depp. Uh, And I think that, you know, I, I wondered a little if the strategy that Depp had were saying... I am the victim here, not her. I wondered if that might backfire a little bit because you so, you look at that and say, "Look, you're a you know six feet six foot tall man. How can you be the victim of domestic violence here if that would play with the jury?" But clearly, that strategy seemed to work, and they successfully painted her as an aggressor here, if not you know lying about him being the aggressor.
0: Yeah. You know, I don't know whether it was the plan all along to have uh, Camille Vasquez as being, you know, playing such a prominent role. I mean, she's an associate at the at the firm. Uh, she doesn't have like a, a ton of track record. So it was, you know, it raised my eyebrows when I saw her, you know take on such a huge role at the trial, but, you know, I think she was effective and, you know, her being a, a female like that, that like definitely helped when
1: it came younger, but, more, right. look more like a peer of Amber Heard's than the, you know, sort of older male lawyer that might be perceived as, as attacking her.
0: Absolutely. I think it, it, it gave, you know, an excuse for the jurors who wanted to side with women, you know, a, a vehicle to do so. You know, you, can, you, can, you didn't have to, you know, side with, with, with Amber Heard here. You could, you know, side with, with Johnny Depp's lawyer, who, you know, was also painting this portrait. Um, so, you know, I think that was extremely effective and, and she is definitely on her way towards a, a star career.
1: Certainly a, a court TV job if she wants one. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, um, so, so where do we go from here? I mean, do you think that Herd's team will appeal? Because uh, remember, that- this is a this is different verdict from the UK case. Depp lost that case and was found by a judge there, not a jury, to be basically a wife beater in the words of the Sun tabloid. Now we've got the opposite verdict here where the same statements – were found by a jury to be defamatory.
0: Yes, I think it will be appealed. And I think that there are substantial grounds for appeal. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that there will be an appellate conclusion. And he, here's here's my my take on this. I think that, uh, you know, first, first of all, I think Johnny Depp's been just very satisfied with, with the result today. And, you know, he doesn't care as much about the money. So he might, you know, decide, you know, I'll accept a, a settlement at this point and, and and just, you know, call it a win. And, and, and so we'll see. I don't know. You know, meaning she pays less or nothing exactly. to make this go away, and there will be no appeal. Right. And second of all, I think that you reported something very important and interesting, in that the that the insurers are are basically picking up a lot of her, her legal fees right now. So you know, her insurers might want, want want to settle this right right now.
1: Yeah, the decision to appeal may not even be hers.
0: Right, exactly. So I, I mean, at this point, it's $8 million. And that's, that's uh, a lot of money. So, so there, there's no doubt in my mind that the plan right now is to appeal. And there are good, you know, grounds for appeal, including, uh, you know, as I wrote in, in my puck piece, the the jurisdiction itself. You know, we have two celebrities have almost nothing to do with Virginia, you know, litigating a case in the middle of the states. And 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 certainly, you know, the, the Supreme Court of that state. You know, would probably find this to be a pretty interesting case. Um, that being said,
1: and to be clear, it's it's there because the servers of the Washington Post are in Virginia, and the depth side thought that it was a more favorable venue for a defamation case because they didn't have a high bar for getting it tossed, or they had a very high bar for getting it tossed out. Absolutely, and turns out they were right. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that the, the the
0: plan right now will be to appeal, and and uh, you know, Amber Heard definitely has reason to, to be a little bit optimistic but that being said these appeals take forever there will be you know financial pressures on, on her to to maybe just cover losses so uh, you know I'm not going to predict that she's getting out of this or
1: she's going to reverse the tide and uh, by, by any stretch of the imagination uh, we'll, we'll see and this is the question that everybody keeps asking me which is where do both of them go from here do they work again? How long until they work again? How do you think, I mean, I have an opinion on this. I I think that ultimately this, the, the actual verdict here was not the, core problem for both of them. Having a six week trial where all of their dirty laundry was aired in open court has sort of made both of them even more toxic. And the fact that Depp technically won this case is not going to necessarily make all of the Hollywood studios (laughs) come to him saying, yeah, you know, we, we, on second thought, since you won, let's put you in pirate six. Uh, I don't think either of them gets a studio movie for a little while, but I also believe that people have short memories. They will work again, probably in independent features at first. But then after a few years, maybe they sneak back into studio movies, big endorsements. I don't think their careers are over.
0: Yeah, I don't think that this whole thing will interfere with someone giving them a job. If, if someone wants to come forward and, and give them a job, I think, I think that they, that they will, I don't think that they will ever get regular work. I think they're both, both of them, their days as, as kind of like, you know, regular A-list superstars. Are, are well, she former. was
1: never a, a
0: superstar.
1: That's, I mean, she that was, she had an upward trajectory Aquaman was a great role for her. And she probably could have gotten more if this didn't derail her, but he is the more interesting one because At some point, he's got a lot of cachet and fans around the world. Some studio at some point might take a risk on him. If he does a couple of smaller indie movies, they're successful and they feel that he's been rehabbed. He's now technically won this case in the US while still having been labeled a wife beater in the UK, which is what caused Warner Brothers to cut ties with him on the Fantastic Beasts project. He could have a simpler path back now. Yeah, no, I agree with that,
0: I, and I do think that they, you know, he, he might get a studio role or two in the future, but I don't think that he's going to consistently get get these roles because I agree with you that that you know this whole you know domestic abuse allegation you know wasn't his core problem. He has other issues, and he's always going to be a controversial person, no matter
1: what. But studios were willing to deal with the Johnny Depp noise and the showing up late to set and the substance abuse problems and all of that they were willing to deal they were willing, with it
0: they were willing to deal with it when he was in his 40s or when he was in sure. his 30s but he's pushing 60 right now so yeah. and, and and the type of you know movies that that you know he's famous for These he's kind of character driven you know i think the, the those movies don't get made as much anymore. You know, the question is, like, is he going to be cast in a
1: Marvel movie? I doubt it. Not, no, not for a while. But I think something more akin to the Mel Gibson career, where Mel Gibson now, even after all of his troubles and the anti-Semitic stuff and, the, you know, the stuff with his girlfriend, he works And he has worked in studio movies. He's just not a star like he once was. He's not headlining a franchise and he's not getting those big populist movies. He's doing more character bit roles and he'll be able to make films. He's a director and Depp will tour with his band and he'll be able to do all that stuff. But I think for a while, I think he's going to be he's going to studios are going to still have pause, but then we'll see.
0: I think what's interesting is what is he going to do to you know kind of leverage this win you know is he going to i know he's probably going to become like a hero of of, of certain political spheres you know is he going to leverage that is he, is he i know will to- he go on
1: fox news and talk yeah. about how you know men need to stand up for themselves i i don't i don't know i don't know the answer to that now amber heard is an interesting one as well because Prior to this, this is sort of what led to this case in the first place. The ACLU helped her with her op-ed. She had been out there on the speaker circuit and promoting women's rights and the ability to stand up against domestic violence. Will she continue to do that? Will she become a figurehead around this issue because of what happened to her in this trial? Uh, I could see that happening as well. I think she's going to become a cult
0: figure for some. But I think that her appeal is going to be limited. I think that she's in a very, very tough spot right now where there will be a certain segment of her audience who, you know, kind of rallies behind her and and basically says, look, she's right. Look what she wrote. She says that, you know, this is what, what happens when you, you know come forward and, you know, proclaim yourself a victim and, and, and accuse, you know, a powerful man of, of doing something. And, you know, society reacts. And, and so they'll see see this as kind of, you know, she was kind of like a prophet, but that's going to be a very limited audience for for, for her.
1: And maybe people will come to her defense and put her in movies if they feel bad for her. Maybe they won't, you know, they don't want the Johnny Depp hordes to come after their movie perhaps. uh, And they might avoid putting her in the movie who knows what's going to happen. But I do think ultimately, uh, ultimately both of them will work again, but not, not for a while in the big movies. All right. That is uh, Eric Gardner. Appreciate you coming on for this emergency pod. We will talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. All right. We're back with the call sheet, my daily prediction. I want to get into some of the Depp heard predictions I've already made. First, uh, I looked at some of the old ones with you, producer Craig, and I predicted that the ratings would be huge. They are. I also predicted that Depp would get nothing. I thought he might win on the technical claim, but I didn't think the jury would award damages given all of the noise around Johnny Depp even before that op-ed appeared. They obviously did, and so I will. I will take the loss on that one. Um, but I have another prediction here, and I think it has to do with the cameras in the courtroom. First of all, though, Craig, were you surprised by the verdict? Yes and no. I I was surprised because of you know
3: I wanted to believe, and I guess the, the integrity of not letting all the hubbub on social media to, you know, affect what happened. I don't know if that's the case, but I wanted to believe that Depp would lose, but I'm not surprised that he didn't.
1: That's the thing is you followed a lot of this stuff on TikTok. So you saw all of the barrage of Amber-related content. I mean, you got to think that influenced things, right?
3: Well, like Eric said earlier, I'm really interested to see what comes out uh, with the jury and and how influenced they were and how much they actually saw on social media. We talked earlier before we were on this pod about how you said that there were cameras in the OJ Simpson courtroom. And after that happened, people were upset about it and they didn't want cameras back in the room. But back then, there was no social media.
1: Absolutely. And that's actually my prediction for today. I, I believe that much like there was a backlash to cameras in the courtroom after the OJ trial, I think we're going to see a significant pullback in the access to cameras for proceedings like this because of some of the issues we discussed. I mean, this was a harrowing moment for Amber Heard as a as an alleged victim to come forward and make these claims against Johnny Depp. And she had to make them in full public. And, you know, I have mixed feelings on this because I'm a big proponent of press freedoms. And I think that if journalists are allowed to sit in a courtroom and record the proceedings, then the public— should have access to the same proceedings. And it does educate the public as to what exactly the court system is all about when you can see it going on on your television or on your phone. So I I generally like cameras in the courtroom, but I do acknowledge that they come with a cost. And this case is absolutely an example of that. And it has been ratcheted up in the social media era because during the OJ trial, yeah, you would turn on CNN and you could watch gavel-to-gavel coverage, but you had to affirmatively Choose to do that. Nowadays, the algorithm finds you. And even you, Craig, someone who was not actively seeking out Amber Heard content, you were talking to me about how you were, it was a barrage on TikTok where you could not avoid it. The algorithm was pushing it to you.
3: And not only that, like I I guess back in the 90s with the OJ trial, you could see a headline, I suppose, that could influence your opinion. But now with the things that people can make. Uh, on social media and and the videos they can put together and the editing they can do the misinformation you can be influenced so much more now than you could back then so that's why i think maybe there it it needs to be re-examined whether or not uh, there should be cameras in the courtroom in cases like this because i have no who knows how much this influenced the jury maybe they should not be able to leave a room and have any phones for six weeks right
1: right and it's impossible to tell people to not look at social media these days it just is people are addicted and there was an interesting story about the Daily Wire, which is a conservative website. They pivoted to the Amber Heard misinformation because they knew that it was popular and they can get them traffic. And that's something it also sort of fit in with their worldview, as you know, of Amber Heard as the villain here. So I just you know the incentives are all bad, and when you have the ability for this stuff to go viral and travel and influence public opinion so quickly creating a constant stream of content like this. And it wasn't just one camera in the courtroom. It was several. We got all the reaction shots. We got all of the multiple angles. You're right. I mean, it
3: was almost cinematically put together.
1: Totally. And and that was a choice that that judge made in this case to allow that to go on. It was not one little feed where, you know, they, they, they basically enabled this entire culture moment to happen by having all of this content out there so it's something that i think will get looked at for a while and multiple other judges who are you know put in this kind of situation are going to think twice about presiding over a circus if they allow it that said i still believe that for most situations that it's probably a good thing but i think for this kind of a situation it 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 kind of tailspinned out of control um so we'll see what judges do but i think there's going to be a big reexamination. All right, that is it for today. I want to thank Eric Gardner of Puck for coming on and talking about the case. I want to thank producer Craig Horlbeck and I want to thank you. We'll see you later.
2: This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom and the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere.